Turning to Ukraine now, because Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky prepares to travel to the U.S. this week to appeal for more weapons, Kyiv claims its troops are making progress on the battlefield. A Ukrainian deputy defense minister earlier told CNN 300 square kilometers of land has been liberated since the beginning of June. But she admits the counteroffensive is progressing more slowly than anticipated. Meanwhile, fierce fighting continues along the southern front, as you can see there on your map. Ukraine says two people were killed in Russian attacks in the Kherson region, and that happened overnight. And just weeks after Ukraine's defense minister was replaced, if you remember, high-level de uh, departmental shakeup, it seems, continue. All but one of the country's deputy defense ministers were dismissed on Monday, along with the state secretary of the Ministry of Defense. No reason was offered, but it comes after President Vladimir Zelensky cited the need for, quote, new approaches earlier this month. Our Fred Plyken joins me now live from Zaporizhia in Ukraine. So, Fred, just what more do we know at this stage, or are you hearing at this stage, about this shake-up at, at the Ukrainian government level here? Yeah, Issa, I think shake-up is exactly the right word. In fact, the new Ukrainian defense minister, Rustem uh, Umerov, he called this a reboot, as he put it, obviously saying that pretty much the entire top echelon of the defense ministry is going to be replaced. And there certainly seem to be several reasons for this. First of all, uh, when uh, Alexei Reznikov was still the head of the defense ministry, there were always allegations of graft and corruption within the ranks of the defense ministry. You talk, for instance, uh, about the procurement of meals for the troops that are in the field, the troops that are fighting on the front lines, food for those troops. There were allegations of that. Then also, for instance, uh, as far as recruitment was also concerned, fake certificates of health, for instance. Those were things that really transcended the Ukrainian military allegations of that for a very long time. And certainly Volodymyr Zelensky at some point decided enough was enough. But also because, Isa, there was a lot of public backlash about this. Of course, we know that right now in this country, there are a lot of people fighting on the front lines, sacrificing on the front lines. Many have been wounded. A lot of people have been killed. And so many people found that it was absolutely unacceptable to have something like that going on in the ranks of the military and even allegations of that. And there were certainly a lot of people who felt that Alexei Reznikov and the people who were serving under them were not coming to grips with it the way that Volodymyr Zelensky wanted them to do that. But of course, there's a larger thing to this as well, and it might have something to do with Volodymyr Zelensky now traveling to the U.S. to go to the UNGA, but of course also to meet with the President Biden and U.S. Uh, members of Congress to then talk about additional weapons for Ukraine. Ukraine wants to become a member of the European Union, wants to down the line, become a member of NATO, and they'll certainly need a degree of transparency in order to do that. But also, as Ukraine continues to ask for that flow of weapons to keep going on, the countries that are giving those weapons will want to know that they are going to a transparent organization and one that they can trust. And I think it's very important for the Ukrainians to show that it is an urgent matter for them and it's something that they want to get on top of. And that's, I think, why you're seeing such a fundamental shakeup of the top echelon of Ukraine's defense ministry. And I'm, and I'm interested to see, Fred, how much that reboot will shift, will impact the counteroffensive. Because I remember you and I on Friday on my show, we were talking about a village that was taken back in Bakhmut, I think it was Andrivka, and now they've increased those gains in the east. How symbolic and significant would you say those gains are in the east? Well, the Ukrainians say that they're absolutely significant. It's Andrivka, and it's another village next, uh, next to that called Klishivka, which is actually a little bigger and has a lot more substantial structures in it as well. The Ukrainians are saying they're consolidating those gains, 
and they are saying that those gains are extremely important to them because it inches them uh, closer to the city of Bakhmut, which of course there's been that heavy fighting going on around there for such a very long time. But it also gives them a lot of momentum on the battlefield as well, they feel. And that, of course, is also something that President Volodymyr Zelensky is going to take to the U.S. when he comes there to show uh, 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 President Biden and those U.S. politicians that, yes, Ukraine's making gains. And in order to keep that going, they want to have more weapons. One of the things that the Ukrainians say they absolutely urgently need is more ammunition to make sure uh, that they can fire at least somewhat at the ratio that the Russians are able to fire right now, Isa. Uh, Fred Pleiken for us in Zaporizhia, I believe. Thanks very much, Fred.